Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, we worship you. We bow at your feet this morning. We give you all the praise. We give you all the worship, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, King of Kings. Uh, Lord of Lords, we exalt your holy name. Thank you for the life you gave to us. Uh, for the air that we breathe, Lord Jesus. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for our nation. Thank you for peace in our home. Thank you, Jesus, for your protection, for your provision, for your guidance. Daddy, Lord, for your teaching. Thank you, Jesus. We've come before you today to learn at your feet, Lord Jesus. Minister your word to us as we meditate on it this morning in the name of Jesus. Speak to us in a way that we would understand. And we declare this meeting open in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Trust our nights are peaceful. I welcome us all into another episode on Iron Sharpens Iron. Today we will be meditating from the book of John, chapter 7. I read, After this, Jesus traveled around the country of Galilee. He did not want to travel in Judea because the Jewish leaders there wanted to kill him. It was time for the Jewish festival of shelters. So his brothers said to him, You should leave here and go to the festival in Judea. Then your followers there can see the miracles you do. If you want to be well known, you must not hide what you do. So, if you can do such amazing things, let the whole world see you do them. Jesus' brothers said this because even they did not believe in him. Jesus said to them, The right time for me has not yet come. But any time is right for you to go. The world cannot hate you, but the world hates me, because I tell the people in the world that they do evil things. So you go to the festival. I will not go now because the right time for me has not yet come. After Jesus said this, he stayed in Galilee. So his brothers left to go to the festival. After they left, Jesus went too, but he did not let people see him. At the festival, the Jewish leaders were looking for him. They said, Where is that man? There was a large group of people there. Many of them were talking secretly to each other about Jesus. Some people said, He is a good man. But others said, No, he fools the people. But no one was brave enough to talk about him openly. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders. 14. When the festival was about half finished, Jesus went to the temple area and began to teach. The Jewish leaders were amazed and said, How did this man learn so much? He never had the kind of teaching we had. Jesus answered, What I teach is not my own. My teaching comes from the one who sent me. People who really want to do what God wants will know that my teaching comes from God. They will know that this teaching is not my own. If I taught my own ideas, I would just be trying to get honor for myself. But if I am trying to bring honor to the one who sent me, I can be trusted. Anyone doing that is not going to lie. Moses gave you the law, right? But you don't obey that law. 
If you do, then why are you trying to kill me? The people answered, a demon is making you crazy. We are not trying to kill you. Jesus said to them, I did one miracle on a Sabbath day and you were all surprised. But you obey the law Moses gave you about circumcision. And sometimes you do it on a Sabbath day. Really, Moses is not the one who gave you circumcision. It came from our ancestors who lived before Moses. Yes, you often circumcise baby boys on a Sabbath day. This shows that someone can be circumcised on a Sabbath day to obey the law of Moses. So why are you hungry with me for eating a person's whole body on the Sabbath day? Stop judging by the way things look. Be fair and judge by what is really right. 25. Then some of the people who lived in Jerusalem said, This is the man they are trying to kill. But he is teaching where everyone can see and hear him. And no one is trying to stop him from teaching. Maybe the leaders have decided that he really is the Messiah. But when the real Messiah comes, no one will know where he comes from. And we know where this man's home is. 28. Jesus was still teaching in the temple area when he said loudly, Do you really know me and where I am from? I am here, but not by my own decision. I was sent by one who is very real, but you don't know him. I know him because I am from him. He is the one who sent me. When Jesus said this, the people tried to grab him, but no one was able even to touch him because the right time for him had not yet come. But many of the people believed in Jesus. They said, we are waiting for the Messiah to come. When he comes, will he do more, will he do more miracle signs than this man has done? The Pharisees heard what the people were saying about Jesus. So the leading priest and the Pharisees sent some temple police to arrest him. Then Jesus said, I will be with you a little while longer. Then I will go back to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And you cannot come where I am. 35. The Jews said to, the, to each other, Where will this man go that we cannot find him? Will he go to the Greek cities where our people live? Will he teach the Greek people there? He says, You will look for me, but you will not find me. He also says, You cannot come where I am. What does this mean? 37. The last day of the festival came. It was the most important day. On that day, Jesus stood up and said loudly, Whoever is thirsty may come to drink, may come to me and drink. If anyone believes in me, rivers of living water will flow out from their hearts. That is what the scripture says. Jesus was talking about the spirit. The Spirit had not yet been given to people because Jesus had not yet been raised to glory. But later, those who believed in Jesus would receive the Spirit. 40. When the people heard the things that Jesus said, some of them said, This man really is a prophet. Other people said, He is the Messiah. And others said, The Messiah will not come from Galilee. 
The scripture says that the Messiah will come from the family of David. And they say that he will come from Bethlehem, the town where David lived. So the people did not agree with each other about Jesus. Some of the people wanted to arrest him, but no one tried to do it. 45. The temple police went back to the leading priests and the Pharisees. The priests and the Pharisees asked, Why didn't you bring Jesus? The temple police answered, We have never heard anyone say such amazing things. The Pharisees answered, So he has fooled you too. You don't see any of the leaders or any of us Pharisees believing him, do you? But those people out there know nothing about the law. They are under God's curse. 50. But Nicodemus was there in that group. He was the one who had gone to see Jesus before. He said, Our law will not let us judge anyone without first hearing them and finding out what they have done. 52. The Jewish leaders answered, You must be from Galilee too. Study the scriptures. You will find nothing about a prophet coming from Galilee. And 53, which is the last verse. Then they all left and went home. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to us. Amen, amen, amen. You know, this is very, very um, interesting for me, actually, when I I was reading it. And, um, you know, I found very, very interesting verse 16. When Jesus said, what I teach is not my own. My teaching comes from the one who sent me. And, um, you know, I, I, the question that popped on my mind was just that, how do you even know if what we hear is actually from God? You know, we hear different pastors, different prophets, you know, in our world today, everybody is giving prophecy, everybody is teaching, everybody, you know, saying God said, God said. But how do we know if they are actually speaking from God? You know, when God said, said if you know my God, if you know your, the one who sent me, you will know that this teaching is not from me. So the question to you is, how do you know that the teaching you've been hearing, the prophecy you've been hearing is from God? And the only way we can know this is through relationship with the Father. Through relationship with the Father. Because when we truly know our God, we won't struggle to believe in, in, in his word. And like I always say, when people ask that, so how do I know if this is the, the spirit of the truth speaking or a lying spirit? You would know because God will never bring a prophecy that he has never given to you, I heard. So when a prophet is speaking something, it's not new. It's a confirmation to what God has said to you. But how do you even know if God was once speaking to you in the first place, if you don't have relationship with him? So when you know him, you would believe him. Like I said in one of the chapters we, we studied earlier, I said, see, we cannot believe what we don't know. And in the place of fellowship, that's how we know God. We know the things of God. The way we are studying is what meditating on his word. Now, it's not just because we want to read Bible in one year. So when we are reading, we need to we, we need to meditate on his word. It's not just to read. That's why we call it meditation. Asking God to speak to us. So, anointing God is, is, is beyond just going to church midweek and Sundays. 
It's beyond just going to saying, oh, you're going to one fellowship today. You're going to one prayer night today. You are going, you are going, you are going. No, that's not about fellowship. So you, you need to have that relationship, one-on-one -on -one relationship with your father. That's how God speaks to you. Everyday meditation. Before you take any step, ask God. Because in, in the time of trials, there is always a word for every season. So if you don't have relationship with the word, remember when we read John chapter one, we are talking about the word. The word means God. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. And, that is, and, 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 and another thing I would like to share with us here is that, see, God's covering is what we should always seek. Because if God be for us, no one can be against us. You see, as much as the Pharisees tried to capture Jesus to kill, their efforts were to no avail. They tried all lies against him. But God's banner over him is Lord. Yes, the enemy may try to crucify you because of your kingdom service, of your teaching, you know, of, of, your, of, your, of your faith in God. But as long as God is with you, they will do you no harm. They may distract you. Yes. Because it is someone the devil wants to destroy. And they are unable to destroy the person. They tend to distract them. But God will not allow them to overcome you, to conquer you. Which is why it is important we all take covering under the banner of God. For he is our protector. May the Lord bless his word to our soul today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another word you share with us today. We thank you as you have spoken to us, Lord. Your word will have life in us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will multiply it. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask, oh Lord, for grace to fellowship with you daily in the name of Jesus. To know you more in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, sisters. I wish us a very productive day. Uh, stay connected. Bye.